Hello, and welcome to the Michigan Murders. I'm Laura. And I'm Stephanie. And I think I'm first. Am I? I I honestly can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm going to be real. <laughs> but I just have a super short one today. Same. <laughs> so it's going to be a short episode for us today, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't mind that, because then it'll be easier to edit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a lot less time. All right. So, this one took place in Detroit in 2019. Elizabeth, Candace, Nicole, Laird, and her boyfriend were staying at her father's apartment on the night of May 14th, 2019, at the Parkview Towers Senior Citizens Apartment Building in Detroit. Elizabeth's father buzzed her into the building, but she never arrived at the apartment. Her body was discovered in a trash compactor bin the following morning. This is awful, by the way. Heads up. During the trial, the prosecutor constructed a chain of events from security camera videos, cell phone records, and GPS tether records. The prosecutor also introduced testimony from witnesses who saw blood in a laundry room and trash chute room. The evidence at trial showed that James Quill Cockerham and his sister were leaving the Parkview Towers after visiting their mother when Cockerham saw Elizabeth in the parking lot. At that point, he told his sister that he was going to stay at the apartments longer. Cockerham then waited in the building lobby, watching for Elizabeth to appear. When she did, Cockerham followed her onto the elevator and overpowered her. Cockerham then sexually and physically assaulted Elizabeth in the 8th floor laundry room. After he took her back to the lobby to get her purse and cell phone and then took her to the 2nd floor trash collection room and pushed her into the trash chute while she was still alive and conscious. She was crushed to death when the attached trash compactor cycled. This is awful. Police identified Cockrum as a suspect from surveillance videos that showed him waiting for Elizabeth and following her into the elevator. Cockrum's sister and a Parkview Towers security worker saw his picture on the news and contacted police to identify him. Cockrum's presence at Parkview Towers was corroborated by his cell phone records and his GPS tether. Meaning... At the time, he had two active sentences he was released from and was likely still on probation for. Prisons, prisoner possessing weapons from November 2013, and criminal sexual conduct, third degree, force or coercion from July 1999. Wow. He also had two inactive charges, unlawfully driving away an automobile from June 1988 and robbery armed from November 1989. He was released from prison for those crimes in June 1999. So this guy who had old charges that included sexual assault was out and free to do it again, unfortunately. Cockrum was sentenced on March 10th, 2020 with criminal sexual conduct first degree, criminal sexual conduct second degree, multiple variables, kidnapping, unlawful imprisonment, torture, and homicide, murder first degree premeditated. He appealed, but was unsuccessful. 
James Quilcockram is currently 54 years old and is serving life in Baraga Maximum Security. And that was from law.justia.com, click on Detroit.com, and uh, the MDOC website. Wow. It always irritates me when they let these guys walk free. Yeah. But I'm also glad that there was surveillance cameras and people were able to identify him because that means at least it could be solved and it wasn't a cold case for years and years and having to try and figure out who did that to her. Yeah. So thankfully her and her family got some justice. Oh, absolutely. So I also have an extremely short case for you today, which I'm not going to lie, is all I could really muster up this week. (laughs) I'm kind of spreading my plate a little thin. I'm going for honors. I'm starting two new clubs at school. I go to school full time. I work part time on the weekends. So I'm like, (laughs) what's one more thing added to my schedule, really? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so roland e clark was born on august 1st of 1911 and was a medical doctor well that was until the years between 1954 and 1967 when he had had his medical license revoked four different times oh yeah and kept getting one of those back. times yeah that's, <laughs> as you take a side eye a bombastic side eye sip of your drink one of those times was for quote-unquote moral turpitude <laughs> whatever that's supposed to mean yeah who knows what that is in uh, early 1900s speak <laughs> yeah and then another time was like without specific charges and then i didn't see anything about the other two but each time he was reinstated because why not, apparently? He's a man, Doctor. Gotta let him keep doing it. <laughs> right. But then, of course, during this time, there were 25 complaints to the Michigan Medical Board, including three deaths from a drug overdose, allegations of illegal abortions, sexual assaults on his patients, oh, geez. child molestation, uh. excessive drug treatment with for non-existing ailments, in practicing medicine without a license. Dear Lord. Wow. But, you know, reinstatement. Yeah, just... Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So in 1958, his former wife committed him to a hospital. But, of course, less than three months of therapy later, he was released. Mm. Because, again, <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. On March 20th of 1967, Hannah Bowerbank, Roland's 63-year-old secretary, collapsed and passed away while on the job. Now, police initially believed that the circumstances were, quote, curious, but they didn't have any evidence to stand on at that point and couldn't prove that there was foul play, Mm. so they had to just let it go. And then eight short months later... On November the 4th, 1967, in Farmington Township, Roland's part-time secretary at the time, Grady Neal, passed away. A little sus. A little sus. 
but but here's the thing. Police saw a hearse that was parked illegally at his office that very night and found a body inside that was, you know, ready for transport. But here's the kicker. They had forgotten this thing called a warrant. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Which they forgot that when they had tried to search his premises. That that snapping was a joke. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> knew where it was. So, of course, Rowan fled when they went back to get the proper par- paperwork. But thankfully, he was apprehended near Port Austin, just 125 miles north of Detroit. Roland E. Clark was charged with two counts of manslaughter. But the deaths of at least nine patients were investigated for either therapeutic misadventure. What? Legal terms <laughs> cardiac are weird. Ar- uh-huh. Cardiac arrest or an injection of one sort or another. <laughs> Not getting very specific. Just an injection no. of some sort. Just an injection of sorts or maybe another sorts. Yeah. But unfortunately, ultimately, none of those cases were pursued any further. Hmm. Clark was convicted of the two counts of manslaughter for the deaths of his assistants and was sentenced. What do you think his sentence was? Oh, gosh. Probably something not very big. Three to 15 years. Oh, gosh. A little bit of murder, just a few years. Three to 15. This this whole case just had me like, that's why I'm like, I'm glad it's short because I would have an aneurysm at this point. <laughs> like, what in the actual fuck shit is this? Uh, it's malarkey, I say. I will say that thankfully he did die while in prison on April 11th, 1972 in Jackson, Michigan. So... He did make it to 72 while still in prison and did die there. But 3 to 15, two murders. Come on. Oh, man. Plus all the other things. Like, I just can't. (laughs) Where's the audio for that TikTok video? I I need to find it. Need to find it so we can... Just put it in. Insert the auto. Yeah. Bombastic side eye. Criminal offensive side eye. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Bombastic side eye. I cannot. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's like irritating and made me sigh while writing it. I was like, I'm glad this isn't a large thing where I have to go through, like, each specific point just to get to the point that he got three to 15 years. Like, I would have, I would have thrown something. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff for three to 15. (laughs) Yeah. It's malarkey, I tell ya. Yeah. How did he keep getting away with that? That is nonsense. It really doesn't make sense at all. But, well, like we said, folks, it is a rather short one today. <laughs> Sorry about that. This, this is a super very, short one. Super short. 
we really we really didn't have much to give i think this week yep this is we a, did our best this is a mini sode i think for sure a, a mini a mini sode to be fair i only started looking things up um this morning maybe cuz i was on vacation and i'm all sunburned to show up for it so yay for vacation <laughs> i do i haven't had a vacation in a long time and this might have been our actual first family vacation where it was just the three of us going and doing something. So, you know, there's that. We all survived. Yeah. We didn't kill each other. <laughs> I was like one of the last couple of students from my time slot at the school because they have like the day shift and they have the night students. I left a little late after night students were already coming in because I had a client and I had, okay, so here's the funny story. I had put in for more men's cuts because of my job at the barber shop. I'm going to be doing that when I graduate. I have my chair. They've already told me my chair is ready for me. Mm-hmm. I've signed some papers. So once I graduate, I have a spot, which is very helpful. and keeps me less stressed about yeah. where I'm going after graduation. I imagine so. Cool. I have a job secured. Fantastic. <laughs> But I'm like, okay, so I'm going to focus on short hair cutting and men's cuts so that I get really good at it. So I know, like, I'm going to do everything, but I, I want to at least, like, super focus on this. So I'm setting up for barbering club, which is great. Nice. And I'm going to be doing short hair cutting honors so that I will luckily, will hopefully graduate with honors in short hair cutting, which will be nice. But I have to have, like, so many cuts. And I have to do, like, from a list of these cuts. And I have to have so many live guests for these things. Uh, so I put in a request with the front desk to give me more shortcuts or more men. What do you think I was given today? Oh, I... Hmm? A deep conditioning treatment. Oh. <laughs> and layers. Wow. And I was like, bombastic side eye. <laughs> like... <laughs> What is this? This is not what I had requested, but thank you. Anyways, um, the lady was nice. She she gave me a tip. She was really sweet. But I was like, how many deep conditioning treatments do I have to do at this point for you to just go ahead and give me another men's cut? Yeah. Like, come on. What, what do I got to do here, guys? But we do have, I will say, this is on par with the podcast We had a, well, a girl that I work with one day, it was like a couple weeks ago. I forgot about it until now. She had a a male client that was saying some pretty off the wall things that made us question if um, he should be investigated. (laughs) And she came to me afterwards and was like, am I overreacting? And told me, and I'm like, do we remember his name? <laughs> like, should we call this the Check should we call the book. this in? Maybe drop an anonymous mm. tip. <laughs> because it sounded a little bit like he could be a serial killer. Oh. So I was like, that is he just said some weird off the wall things that were very like Are you a killer, sir? <laughs> like Okay. Like she even she even asked my manager and my manager's like, You remember him? She's like, Yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll keep an eye out. It's a little uh You get you get weird ones. 
in in the barber shop. Yeah. Check for any tips or descriptions, you know. Somebody's Guys like, that just we're looking for this man that looks like this. <laughs> I'm saying you get weird guys who like you're shampooing their head and they're texting their their affair. Oh, gross. That one was a fun one. Or like you're talking to a possible murderer and you like he's saying things that are like, have you killed people? Like, what is going on? <laughs> so, you know, those are those are just fun, just fun things in the shop. But. Not that we went off on that tangent. Yes. Thank you for listening, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Stay safe out there and watch out for the crazies. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. The music titled Teller of the Tales was provided by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incomtech.filmmusic.io.